Welcome back to another episode where today we are going to be diving into another one of my favorite topics, the manifestation experiment. If manifestation is something that you have found to be a little bit of a challenge, which I absolutely did probably the majority of my life, then today's episode really has the potential to radically transform your life and really give you some very clear practical understanding and wisdom that you can start applying to your life today to start building towards your dreams. Today, you're going to get a chance to meet another one of my closest friends. I just have to say, I'm so blessed. I am surrounded by some of the most amazing human beings on planet Earth, and you're going to get a chance to meet another one of them today. Uh, her name is Alessandra, but I call her Allie. And she is somebody that I actually met through my work. And instantly, we just really connected, realized we were soul family and have been really exploring much deeper the power of manifestation. And she's been a really, really great teacher for me. She came into my life right at the time where I started realizing and understanding that I was creating bigger magical things in my life that maybe didn't have a solid foundation or real understanding of how exactly I was getting the results I was getting, at least not in a way that I think I could have taught um, somebody else to replicate. I was still very early on in my journey. And getting to know her and really witnessing how she lived her life and watching her manifest one thing after another to the point where I was on the outside in going, wow, this girl is living the dream life. Like she's living the life that everybody wants. And I need to really study what it is that she's doing. That's so different. And um, to just really help me fine tune my manifestation skills, because as you'll hear in the episode, it is, it is a series of skills. And that's actually really great news. Because I think so many of us have just gotten lost in the esoteric understandings, and maybe haven't been able to pull through and ground new realities for ourselves. Just being unaware of what the pieces are that we might be missing. So as far as I know, I think we covered all of them in this episode. And she really walks us through a very practical step-by-step -step approach of what it looks like to live the lifestyle of a powerful manifester. And I'm really, really excited to share this episode with you guys because I think anything that might be missing any piece of the puzzle, you'll find the key that you're looking for today. And at the very least, you'll get a chance to meet somebody who is going to deeply inspire you to think bigger, to dream bigger, to open your heart and trust the universe and help you manifest the life of your dreams. So here we go. Welcome back in visionaries to the dream into being podcast where mind science, transformational psychology and magic all merge into one. If you're ready to dream again and transcend the inertia of what you've known, 
then I invite you to join me, your host and envisioneer, Cat Divine, in expanding the boundaries of your own fantasia by remembering that you are the master you've been waiting for. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Dream Into Being podcast. And today we are going to take a deeper dive into one of my favorite topics ever, the manifestation experiment. And I want to introduce you guys to somebody who is so special to me. Her name is Alessandra, but I call her Allie. And we actually met through work projects. And we've just developed such an amazing friendship. And I've really learned so much from you, Allie, about the practical nature of manifestation. And it's some, it's just a topic I've been incredibly fascinated by. I've been researching it and trying to understand it and develop it in myself from so many different angles. And witnessing you and how you create your life I can see that you are such a master at this. So I'm really, really excited to have you on the show so that you can share with all of our listeners really practical examples and tips on how you live your life every day, because it's like something that we do as a lifestyle. And uh, we're just going to kind of take a trip down memory lane of maybe where you started and what your mindset was way back before I knew you, and then kind of fast forward back to now. So before we start that, though, <laughs> I uh, want to do things a little bit differently on this show, where I think one thing that so many of us forget to do is to celebrate ourselves. And so I could, you know, go deeper into your bio but what I would like to do instead is I would love to just do a mini brag session where you share a little bit about you and what you're super proud of about your life, kind of through the lens of manifestation. And then once you're done, I will wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction, Kat. Thank you for having me. It's very uh, exciting. And I'm very proud of like being part of these with you. And yeah, okay, so I'm Alessandra. I just turned 40. Uh, and it's like a milestone that was kind of uh, bothering me until it happened. But now it's like, well, it's kind of the same or even better than before. Right. And I'm Italian. And I basically spent my whole life in Italy uh, doing what everyone uh, is supposed to do. Because this is like a, li a little bit of a key concept. Like uh, I was taught from my family, from my culture, that you have to uh, born in a place, grow there, find a job, buy a house, get married, have kids, mm -hmm. and then work in this kind of same place until you are like retired. And then you have all the retirement benefits and your life is done. So your main achievement in life is to go through all these steps. Yeah. And then at one point you find yourself like uh, that your your only uh, goal is to have this like retirement uh, when you are too old to mm -hmm. enjoy your free time. And yeah. even if you have money at that point, you don't have the energy and you basically wasted your whole life. Right. But, you know. I'm uh, it, it, Italy is kind of like a, 
very strong cultural related. And mm. this was my only uh, model, my only benchmark. Um, so I did it for a while. Uh, I was born in Torino, which is in the north of Italy. My family are from the south of Italy. So it's even like stronger wow. related to the culture. <laughs> and uh, I did all the steps. I was like going to the school. I was the first of my class. Always like, you know, I've always been very um, um, like committed to whatever I do. So when I do something, it's always like my 150% or even more. So I was always like the best one. I was always like, oh, studying so hard. And I did many things on the same time. Yeah. I was like going to the high school, but also studying music at the conservatory. And then like I was riding horses. Uh -huh. I was like doing a lot of uh, artistic stuff on the side. And my life was always, always very, very busy, very, very busy. So, and when uh, I reached like uh, the, I finished my like basic uh, educational uh, journey and I decided to um, start the university. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, since my mom was like, oh, you have to find a job, maybe just a part-time job to see how it goes. And, you know, the connection with my mom is kind of love and hate. Mm -hmm. So sometimes in order not to hear her voice, like uh, uh, keeping telling me things, I do whatever she asks. Yeah. So I look for a job and I found a job, actually. I found a job which was like a bank job. So a serious one, not even like a part time. Yeah. But I still wanted to go to the university. Mm -hmm. So I did both things at the same time. So for me, my wow. starting from my 19, <laughs> my life was uh, waking up early in the morning, going to work in the bank. And uh, in the afternoon after working, it was studying for the university until late night. <laughs> so this was my youthness, so like, you know, my the best part of your life. What is supposed to be the best part of your life is like working, working, working eight hours a day, uh, be committed to a very big, important company and then going to uh, like coming back, coming, going back home and open like these huge books uh, about like economics uh, and like uh, all mathematics uh, and prepare exams. <laughs> so this was my amazing journey for like work and study. And then I got my first degree after the first three years. Uh, and then I did, I was not satisfied yet. And I got a second degree because what? yeah, I, I, at that point, I was in the, in the loop. I was in the mood. I was like, oh, maybe I can have another one. I mean, yeah. I can do it. So wow. I got my second degree. And meanwhile, I grew in the company. So I, uh, when I started in the bank, I was a cashier. So I was like, just like managing money, like cash, properly cash. Uh, but then uh, once I got my first degree, I uh, proactively went to the HR manager and was like, well, you know, I had a degree now, so can I do something more interesting? And then I did like some internal growing and I moved to the marketing department of the bank. And oh, wow. yeah, and there I met like my who I consider my mentor, my ex-boss, now ex-boss. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, I really had a fantastic journey in terms of like uh, um, work ethic, uh, attitude, uh, um, the, the way I like to manage a challenge. So most of the thing that I know and that now I can apply in my actual job, right. uh, they come from there, from him. And he's still like uh, the person that I love the most in the whole world. So if you want a tip, uh, starting like right away, 
Yes. If please. you find someone in your life that can be a guide for you, that you really look at a, as a mentor, follow this person and keep it in your life. Because there was there will there will always be someone that has more experience than you. And if you feel this connection, because it's not only like, oh, he's an amazing businessman. No, he's a fantastic soul. Mm-hmm. So when you see and you have you are so lucky because it's also a matter of being lucky or maybe attracting the right energy. When you find someone that can really, really help you and that you uh, look at uh, like someone that can uh, give you advice uh, and follow you in your journey, in your growth, keep it in your life. Mm-hmm. It's For me, it was a game changer. And still now, after six years that I moved from there, we are almost on a daily contact. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, that must be like a soul contract or something because I think you're absolutely right. I think human beings, we learn through modeling, like through our mirror neurons. We are constantly watching each other to get cues and information of how to show up in our lives. And so it's very important to uh, be mindful of who we have surrounding us um, because we will end up like them. It's very, very subconscious. And what a blessing that you manifested that maybe even before you knew what manifesting was, right? So also before we miss this opportunity, I think one of the things that I was so excited about speaking to you specifically about is you know, I, like I said, I've been looking at this topic through so many different lenses and I know a lot of spiritual minded content is out there that really promotes the idea of manifesting your reality through thoughts and feelings alone. And not that that's not possible because I think, I think anything's possible. However, I've also witnessed radical transformations in my own life when I started to learn the practical side of things, which it sounds like you mastered back then. So if you don't mind sharing what some of those practical things are, almost like if you're a big sister, you know, telling your siblings how to show up and how to be successful in life, like this is gold in ways that whoever is lucky enough to come in contact with this interview is going to change their life. I know it. Yeah, I mean, at that time, back at the time when I was in Italy working in the bank, I was not even like aware of what manifestation or even like meditation was. And, you know, even Italian culture is very pragmatic, especially when you like grow uh, in a big city where like no one has time to meditate or like take care of their inner self. Yeah, it's really I know it sounds crazy, but like the rhythm and all the uh, challenge that a big city and a culture uh, environment can give to you. Like at the end, you barely have time to have dinner with your family sometimes. So I was never into this kind of thing. So whatever I did at that time probably was kind of uh, uh, subconscious and in preparation of like my next step. Yeah. Uh, but what can I say in terms of like proactively doing uh, to reach your goals? Uh, and like maybe this is also a way to attract the positive energy. It's like to if you have a uh, goal, if you want to achieve something, you need to stay committed and you don't give up 
as soon as you have the first problem, as soon as you have like uh, the first obstacle. Mm-hmm. And again, surround yourself with the right people when you have like a good team around you and you are happy to share your precious time because like, you know, time is limited. Right. And when you spend like 10 hours a day in an environment that is disruptive or like with negative people or with people that you don't really enjoy having time with, right? it's, it's a problem. So mm-hmm. as much as possible, because it's not always your choice. You, you can't always like... <laughs> Think your colleagues or like the people around you, but as much as possible, try to have the environment that allows you to be yourself and to be um, positive and to learn. Again, my mentor, one tip that he gave me uh, very often, it was like, you have to be a sponge. You have to absorb whatever is around you, mm-hmm. positive and negative, because the negative will teach you mm-hmm. and the positive will bring you up. So be a sponge, be there, be, uh, have always open ears and open eyes and be yeah. ready to receive. Then your soul and your heart will decide like what I want to keep with me. I receive this. Do I want to keep it with me? Mm-hmm. It's like valuable or it's like disruptive. Do yeah. I want to let it go? So I learn why I don't want to have this in my life. Yes. Or shall I keep it with me and bring it to the next level? Mm-hmm. So even like talking to you now, I realized that I had this, like all this path about like manifestation that I didn't realize at the time. Isn't that amazing? And, uh, you know, and you know, what's funny is I don't think you and I have ever even really talked about like in detail, at least our spiritual awakenings or what that transition point was. So kind of one of the things that I really want to explore on this show is like pulling the curtain back and sharing with people like very authentically and transparently maybe where we were with our mindset before we made some transitions so did you have any challenges um as far as opening up your mind to like everything that you thought was possible like is that kind of where you started and then there was a transition point maybe some kind of awakening okay so Take us yes. through that adventure. My transition was not fun, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because uh, after 15 years in uh, the bank job, which was amazing, I learned a lot and I met this fantastic person and other good person that I'm in contact still now, uh, I got burnout mm-hmm. at one point because my life was always rushy. It was always like, uh, go to school, go to conservatory and then like study and then work and then deal with my mom. I'm an only child, by the way. So it was like, you know, even the the family life was kind of like focused on me. I got burnout and it was a very bad one. And I didn't realize it was a burnout. I started to have like panic attacks, uh, anxiety, and I was supposed to be in the best part of my life because at the time I had like a good job. On paper, I was in the best situation ever. A good job with a good salary. I bought a house in the meantime. I renovated uh, and furnished a full apartment uh, in uh, in Italy. I was 28 at the time, 29 kind of. Uh, I got a boyfriend and we were like so in love and we were planning to get married. And I started to have like all this panic attack. And at first I thought like I'm dying for a a heart attack. Mm -hmm. maybe something is wrong with me and I didn't understand what was going on Um, and all my exams were perfect my blood level was perfect nothing was wrong with me but I couldn't sleep I had like all this 
fears of nothing. And I never had that kind of feeling before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the beginning, I kind of uh, tried to ignore it. And I gave myself even more uh, challenges. I was like working even harder and like uh, having all my time like scheduled. <clears throat> and then, and it was too much. So my body collapsed. So I started like to have this very bad depression. I couldn't go out. I was like um, having anxiety, even like going to the supermarket. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. Uh, but I know that uh, I knew that traveling for me is always like a, a way to cure myself. So I started to travel a little bit more, having more vacations at the time with my boyfriend. Uh -huh. And it was okay. It was kind of improving the situation. But then a last mm, drop fell into the vase because I found out that my boyfriend was cheating on me badly, very badly. And we were six months apart from our wedding date. So uh, that was the, the point. So I kicked him out from my house and I spent 10 months crying, literally crying for 10 months. Yeah. I, I couldn't sleep in my bed. I was like, I want to die. Mm -hmm. Then I don't know how. I I can't give any tips on that. One morning, out of the blue, something clicked in my mind. I was like, wait, wait a moment. I am in my 30s. I am smart. I can do whatever I want alone. I don't need anyone. I don't need a man. I don't even need like a job now. I just like, I need to take care of myself. Yeah. What should I do next? So I went to visit my friend, a very good friend of mine who lives in Sri Lanka. Uh, and, uh, again, somehow he was one of the reason I decided to move to Thailand because, uh, he had a similar story to mine. He was in Italy running a business. He got burned out. Uh, he sold the business and he moved to Sri Lanka. He bought a land, a, a piece of the beach actually. And he opened a resort in Sri Lanka. So it was like, okay, I'm coming to visit you. And I took my backpack uh, and I went to Sri Lanka for three weeks, like solo trip. Uh -huh. And it was like life changing. I visited him and I saw him like shining. I saw him like, oh my God, this is the best life ever. And then I came back to Italy after three weeks uh, and, you know, my brain started to <laughs> figure out like, hmm, maybe <laughs> I can do something similar. But I still was like not brave enough because again, you have this box that you are like supposed to fit in. Yeah. stay home, work hard, and then that's it. Yeah. So it was hard. That moment was hard because it was a, a proper transition. Shall I stay here and do what my family uh, expect from me? Or shall I follow my heart and like be the crazy one who leaves a proper job, a house and everything and move yeah. into unknown <laughs> Yeah. Um, it was hard. It was long, a long way, a long time, like thinking, rethinking, uh, crying and talking with friends, talking with my mentor. And actually my mentor at one point told me, you know what? Just go. It's like, there is no reason why you have to keep st staying here thinking, just do it. If you don't like it, yes. come back. Uh, somehow the universe uh, works out always something for you mm -hmm. and just by chance I found uh, on Facebook uh, an advertising for a job in Chiang Mai for Italian native speaker and it was like uh, I've never been to Chiang Mai uh, Chiang Mai by the way north of Thailand I've uh, never been to Chiang Mai never been to Thailand but I like Asia 
let's give it a try. Yes. So I applied for the job, which was a call center job. So a thousand steps back in my career. But it was not that was not the point. My right. point was to have a chance to have access to a um, different experience in a different country without being too crazy. I didn't want to do the jump without a parachute. Yeah. So I prefer, uh, this is also part of the way I am. Mm -hmm. I prefer to have like at least uh, uh, a door open for like having a job, having an income instead of like just leaving. A lot of people do it. A lot of people just like, oh, I quit my job and I moved to another country with my backpack. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know if I feel confident in this. Yeah. So I didn't, uh, I found a job. I moved to Chiang Mai with uh, 10 kilos clothes in my luggage and with the idea of staying here for six months. Um, That's amazing. That didn't happen because that was six years. <laughs> I was going to ask, that was six years ago? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And I like how I actually prefer your your strategy as well. And I think it's because I <laughs> I spent a lot of time with like personal development courses and seminars and there was a lot of energy on kind of pushing people off of cliffs to change their mm -hmm. life. And that's one way to do it. But I also noticed, especially coming from where you were in burnout, like nervous system dysregulation and panic and anxiety, like, I don't think that's the kind thing to do to ourselves. And I don't think it's in alignment with our well-being. And in fact, when I've ever done that to myself, um, it's almost like the fear takes over. And I, all I think about is survival. And I can't even really create anything powerful from that space. So. I just want to like reiterate that to anybody who might be listening to Allie's story right now that you really don't have to jump off of cliffs, even though in some ways you completely changed your life, but you did it in this very like loving, kind way to your nervous system and to your mental health. And I think that was why you ended up being so incredibly successful because you transplanted yourself and then you were able to still thrive probably sooner than later. Yeah. And, you know, now after like some experience with all the manifestation process, whatever, it's not the same for everyone. So there is not the perfect recipient say like, oh, you know what? You just jump from the cliff and then something will happen. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really this way because we still need to be connected with the reality. Yes. And if you end up in... Uh, as I said, you are in burnout and you do like a jump, like maybe bigger than uh, than your body and your mind is ready to do. Then you find yourself in the, in dangerous situation. Maybe yeah. uh, you're alone. And I mean, when I moved here, I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And it's OK. Like Thailand is a very welcoming place. But still, if you are not clear, your mind is not clear to take care of yourself, you can end up in dangerous situation everywhere in the world. So yes. I think everyone needs to understand that even when you want to do a big change in your life, you still need to do it like your own style, your own way, a way that makes you feel safe. Yes. And for me, that I started working at 19, not having a job was super scary. I would never move here like, oh, let's see what comes. Yeah, I had saving, but money, you know, runs very fast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so everything started with this like call center job and it was 
for my nervous system was fantastic because it was such a basic job that allowed me to think about myself and about like my priorities for that moment. So I started to explore HMI. I got in contact with a a lot of meditation and manifestation groups here because Chamai for who on your audience doesn't know, like Chamai is the perfect place when you want to start an inner work because Thailand is very, very spiritual and Chamai specifically is very focused on uh, spirituality, meditation, uh, retreats and so on and forth. So here there is like a huge community of any kind of uh, journey for your soul or for your mind. So if you want to experience something nice, I highly suggest at least a trip to Thailand, specifically to Chiang Mai, because the vibes here are unique. I can tell you, everyone, like you can feel it in the air. You can you can smell the the a different way that, that people think about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I I want to touch on what you shared about. This is so good, Allie. Okay. So I think another thing that people can get stuck on is when they're learning this new way of like opening their mind and expanding. It's like we almost go to this place where the visions of grandeur are so big that um, we're almost afraid to be small in the right ways. And I'm going through this myself of like making some big changes in my life that are requiring a lot of simplicity so that I can have my time and energy back to do the things that I want to do instead of making the transition so difficult that I burn out and I get drained. And so I loved what you said about even though the call center was 10 steps back backwards, that it wasn't like it was exactly that shift of energy and consciousness so that you could start to rebuild yourself and rebuild your life from there. So that's something I really wanted to make sure to touch on because I think it's so hard for our ego sometimes to like think that we're going backwards. And I'm telling, I just want to reassure everybody who's listening that if you're moving towards the bigger picture the the smaller steps back just don't matter. Like it's okay. Yeah. You can still do it. Okay. So let's fast forward maybe a little bit to kind of when you and I met. So that was, let's see, early last year. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So about yep. a year, year and a half, about a year and a half ago. And uh at that time, yeah, it was just like such uh, like spiritual connection right away it was really, I think it's so amazing, right? When you meet your soul family and you're like, oh, I found my soul sister. And I think right away we started having these kinds of conversations, you know, like we still had some business chit chat, but instantly I saw something in you. This was like such a bright light. And I I started watching and paying attention to how you functioned because immediately I had so much respect for you. And immediately I saw, whoa, I have so much to learn. Like you have been in the working world way longer than me. Like I took a long break for health reasons. And then you kind of met me when I was just a couple years back in. And so it was, you probably were one of the first examples to me of like, okay, this is how you show up to stand out of the crowd 
and to create whatever you want in your own life. And so there were certain things that I witnessed about you that were so consistent. So that's number one was consistency. Like you were, even when you were maybe having a hard time or a bad day or feeling tired or overwhelmed, there was still this consistent, vibrant level of clarity and vibrancy to your inner world and to your heart and to your mission and the way that you're committed to the company that you work for right now, the way that you're committed to the customers of the company. I mean, it's like, it's pretty mind blowing, actually. I don't know that I've ever witnessed that level of integrity and commitment. And then the other thing is commitment right there is that it is making a choice, a clear choice to show up and uh, put all of your energy, like going all in. So that's another piece of the puzzle that it took me a while to figure this out. Like, I think when people are manifesting Sometimes again, if it's all these ideas, we can jump and jump and jump and keep trying so many different things and never really being with something long enough for it to mature. Anyways, I met you at that perfect moment in my life where I I really was calling in um, more guides and more teachers and friends in my life that I could learn from. And then you magically appeared and I consistently think of you. Anytime I think of like how I want to run my business and how I want to show up, you're at the top of that list of people that I model, people (laughs) that I model after. So I do want to touch a little bit on like, I think at that time, there was also some sort of like a spiritual opening within you of like, just so I met you at that point and I was already blown away by you. And then as our friendship continued, you just started like really transforming your life in big, big ways that are like, are so inspiring. So I would love for you to share with the audience what some of those things were and maybe what some of the shifts in you had taken place. Yeah. Um, So the call center didn't last long. It was only six months. And then internally in that company, I became the HR manager just to under, to let understand how I jumped then to the uh-huh. new company. Then after three years and a half, I was kind of, uh, let me say bored again of like what was going on in my life. And yeah. I was considering to go back to Italy. Um, but uh, out of the blue, I got contacted by my actual company, Recharge Health, looking for, they were looking for an HR manager to basically kick, uh, kick, kick start the company itself because at that time, Recharge was like three people working in a garage. Oh my um, God. <laughs> yes. This was March, 2020 for 2021 in March, February, 2021. Okay. So they reach out uh, through LinkedIn. I don't even check LinkedIn because I was not looking for a job. And then someone found me like on the back way and was like, hey, did you check LinkedIn? Like, you know, the CEO of this company wants to talk to you because he's looking for an HR manager. I was like, oh, I don't check LinkedIn. But then I checked LinkedIn and I had this conversation with uh, the management of Recharge Health of the time. Uh, and they offered me a job as an HR manager for a very good salary and with a big challenge. And I like challenge, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, I'm very happy to like challenge. I like challenges. And I was like, well, let's give it a try. Yeah. And that was the start of everything. So mm-hmm. 
what created me the transformation was the fact that I, w- I knew I was responsible for a whole team of people mm. that were relying on me for their uh, daily job, for their salary and for paying the bills and stuff. And as an HR manager, your first responsibility is to take care of your team, make them grow, make them like comfortable, happy and so on and forth. So I kind of felt this mission as soon as I joined the company. And again, when I do something, I do it with all I have, with my soul, with my heart, with my brain. So that was the first quite quite practical thing because mm-hmm. at the end it's practical but also yeah. i really embrace the mission of the company so the company is about uh, improving life for people mm-hmm. out there yeah. with a, a technology that normally is not for everyone so this is the concept that we have behind and as as more as i was like go diving in through all the um, information with Dr. Zulia that you know very well and mm-hmm. all like the fact that we are like really bringing uh, value to people's life we are not just selling crap because we want to run a business right then my heart felt like this connection with uh, with the company so my commitment with the company is not the commitment with a paycheck mm-hmm. it's a commitment with the mission and yeah. with what we really can do uh, for everyone everyone out there so, and when you connect your heart and your uh, brain with what you're doing on a daily basis for 10 to 12 hours a day, that is the point when you don't even need to plan, oh, now I need to show up because it's my part of my duty. You do it. And that's why I think you felt this kind of good energy between me and you, yeah. because when we do things, we do things with the heart, starting from the heart, not from the paycheck. Yes. And this is also what I'm trying to teach to my team. I don't want anyone in my team just coming for check-in, check-out and then like, oh, the salary is paid. Fine. No, we need to stay committed. We need to work as a team mm-hmm. always. And even the high management at one point, if we need to pack all together, we pack all together. We put on some music, we buy pizza and we pack. <laughs> I know you guys are like a family unit. It's really special what you guys have created. I didn't realize that you started when it was that small. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and to where you guys are now, it's been so fun for me to witness the ride and like really kind of get a backstage pass to what it takes to have a thriving company you know all the ups and downs you guys as entrepreneurs anybody who hasn't done it or hasn't worked behind the scenes it's um it's like a constant daily recommitment to the vision yes. and to the mission it's a lot of ups and downs uh, sometimes it can be frustrating mm-hmm. because you see you see you can be there and you are here because of like all the practical and bureaucracy and like whatever is like everyone who has a business knows. Mm-hmm. But then if you don't give up and you believe in what you're doing, because this is the key, you need to believe what you're doing. If you don't believe yourself, uh, like it's, there's nothing you can do to make it work. So first yeah. of all, believe in what you're doing and go like with a open mind and believe that the universe somehow will help you at one point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then like when you reach that point, it's like, oh, I, I did it. Like it's so <laughs> rewarding. <laughs> I'm so worthy. I know. And I've witnessed you do this in so many areas of your life, which we'll hop into next. And 
Yeah, you guys, Allie lives the dream life, like truly, like she lives in a beautiful home with her, with a pool in Thailand and she travels. I think there was a time that you were traveling um, almost once a month to different locations and you probably still do that. Uh, You completely transformed your health and your body and you manifested horses into your life. So I want to get into all of that because I want, I want people to see how manifestation simply is in so many ways, it's a skill that you just continue to build and build. And once you approach everything in your life in that same fashion, all of a sudden you find yourself in your dream life and I want people to see you as this living example that it's mm-hmm. so possible because of where you came from, all the challenges that you had to go through. And uh, yeah, just kind of walk everybody through, I guess, like the last year or so, how yeah. all of those things came to be. Yeah. Um, I've never been that conscious of my, about my body and my health, to be honest. And I was always kind of uh, lucky because I never had like touching wood, I never had like big issue with uh, my health. And I was kind of in a decent shape, even though I always said like good food on my table because <laughs> I'm Italian and you know, it's easy for me to cook myself and, uh-huh. and so on and forth. Um, but like, you know, time passed and your body changed and your metabolism changed. So at one point, uh, uh, when like work was going su- super great, I was like super happy, and I rented this house with like a fantastic uh, pool. Mm-hmm. And then again, something was bothering me, and I was like, "What is bothering me now?" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I realized it was like I was not happy with my body in terms of appearance. And I know it sounds superficial, but it was like not confident to go out and like to dress in a certain way. I live in a tropical climate where you basically are like, oh, naked <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> so it was like, I don't like what I see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was also kind of closing myself like in a corner, like, mm, I want to stay home. I don't want to show up. Yeah. I just go to work. Yeah. But I knew it didn't work. It, it cannot work long, long term. Mm-hmm. So I joined a group here in Chiang Mai, a group of uh, girls yeah. that I didn't know at all. Uh, on Facebook and this group they always organize like dinner to create community and networking awesome. so um, I joined this group and they 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 wrote a post like oh there is a dinner tonight you want to who wants to join we'll be there at this time uh, this restaurant okay let's go nice. so I like forced myself to put myself together and like show up mm-hmm. I went to this dinner I met this fantastic group of girls entrepreneur and uh, social media managers and uh, like girls with like a lot of power and like experience uh, and I connected very well with some of them especially mm-hmm. with uh, two or three that are still like part of my inner group uh, mm-hmm. now yeah after a year and a, a year let's say one year and another person who is my personal trainer now so I saw this like cute very a little girl, but like full of muscle, powerful woman from California, by the way. Uh-huh. And we connected. We started to chit chat. She was, yeah, I'm a personal trainer. And I was like, I never step into a gym in my whole life. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Like, oh, well, you should try. Like, you know, your body is like 
I think your body will react very well because if you've never done it, you will shock it. So as soon as you start like doing like small baby steps, uh-huh. your body will react. And I was like, oh, no, I don't have time for that. But anyway, nice to meet you. We exchanged the numbers. And then we we went out like a couple of days more, uh-huh. a couple of days after for coffee. Uh, we became friends. Uh-huh. And then I don't know, again, something switched in my mind. I was like, okay, Ale, give it a try. Just have her training you for, let's try. Mm-hmm. But I hate the idea to step into a gym. I, I hated the idea of like showing my body into a gym where everyone is like super fit. And mm-hmm. it was discomfortable for me. So luckily this girl, Tiffany, she has a home gym. And I was like, okay, so you're training me at home? Yeah, I can. And then we started and it was October, 2022. When we started, uh, now I work out twice a week. I only do weight lift, no cardio, no nothing, 40 Uh minutes on Monday and 40 minutes on Wednesday. And Mm -hmm. in nine months, I lost 11 kilos, two sizes, and I'm in the best shape of my life in my 40s. So thanks, Tiffany. (laughs) Thanks, buddy, for reacting so well. I don't, I, I can't say I love working out. I don't, I still don't like it. Uh, Just like to be clear, you don't need to love something yeah. to get with the result that you need to do, but mm. you need to love what you see after. So when I look at my body and I'm so proud of like wearing a top tank or like being in a swimsuit, I still hate work, work out, but I love what I'm seeing. <sighs> yes. So. Show up, keep mm. doing it until the point you are happy what you're seeing or what you're achieving. Mm-hmm. Don't give up just because you don't like it. You probably will never like it, but you <laughs> like what's happening in your body. I have core, cat. I never seen my core before. That's amazing. I know you sent me photos and I was like, you look like a freaking goddess. Like your body is so beautiful. You always were beautiful, but I could see the work that you put in and I'm like very inspired. And I know that that's something that I'm going to be giving some time and energy to uh, hopefully, hopefully sooner than later, because, and that's another question I have is what's so cool about that manifestation was that you didn't even have well, maybe you did, but it didn't sound like that you had a vision and that that was something you were going for. It's almost like it just came right to you. So I find that yes. to be very interesting as well to the the listeners to just be really open to what the universe is delivering to you through your relationships, through friendships, through being inspired by seeing something that comes into your reality it's not even that you have to do the work to to call that manifestation in sometimes they really do just fall on your lap and then that's when the work starts then there's the choice to do it then there's the commitment then there's the consistency and those things are actually magic you know and we look at them right we look at them like ew but they And it's, you know, what's even more interesting is it doesn't even require you to change your entire life, right? Like, it sounds like you just started wherever you were and you just took the next little baby step and then started gaining confidence and then being willing to try more and more. And then now it's, I'm assuming it's just a habit. It's just a lifestyle. Yes. And, you know, I think there is 
uh, you're right, the thing normally come to you when you do maybe that first little step. So for me, joining the group on Facebook mm-hmm. was yeah. something that I've never done before. I, and I, it's not part of me like joining a group of perf- perfect strangers and like, yeah. uh, but that step uh, allowed me to do to the, go to the next level where things came to me. So yeah. it's it's still I think it still required that you do something because if you mm-hmm. sit in a corner just waiting for something to fall <laughs> on your on your yeah. lap, probably would never. Nobody ever like knock at my door and like, oh, do you want a job? Right. Like no, but. If you do this, the, like any kind of like small step that puts you out of your comfort zone, okay. that is the point when then you will receive that help. Ooh, okay, I love that. Because you don't even need to go out in the street and say, oh, do you want to be my friend? But like, you know, social media today, they help. Yeah. And you don't, you, it's, it's easy because it's like, click, okay, join. <laughs> and then you see what happens. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. I I had a similar experience, much more in the digital space of, gosh, before you and I met, I was such a different person. And like, it's actually a miracle to me that I have a podcast and I'm willing to be seen, you know, on social media because not that long ago, just a few years ago there, I wouldn't turn my camera on my Zoom when I would join community calls. I would never talk. I was just kind of the fly on the wall. But what was so interesting is, I agree with you, it's the second that you change your energy, even just a little bit and step a little bit out of your comfort zone. And it's just like turning a dial and you try one thing and you're like, okay, I can do that. I can handle that. And then you keep going. And again, it's consistency. But I think the other key is the immersion of being around like-minded people, like being around people that inspire you and being around people that are showing you that your life can change and it can be what you want. And I think you and I had met right around that same time that you had just met these girls and you were letting me know like that there's some new activity. And I just saw like, all of the lights come on and all of these changes so quickly. So I think that's such a good reminder for me and for anybody who's listening is that, again, it's not leaping off of a cliff, but it's like taking the next right step towards, yeah. towards whatever feels good. Yeah. And and one point, another personal suggestion, at least this is what happened to me. Uh, you will reach a point when you need to do a very attentive selection of who mm-hmm. you want in your life. Mm-hmm. So now I'm 40 and I have met a lot of people in these 40 years, no? Mm-hmm. And I still have friend, very good friends from my uh, teenaging day, like from my very young age, but like only few. Yeah. And then as soon as I move in all my different steps or my different like um, a part of my path and my journey, I am always more selective, more and more selective of who I want in my life. So mm-hmm. I always say, and sometimes it sounds egoist, but like if you can bring something to my life, if you can add value to my life, then I want you in my life. Yes. If it's to, if you drain all the energy from me and yeah. like you don't, you don't really bring anything. You don't add anything on the table. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. I'm sorry. 
So be selective of who you have in your inner circle. You can know and you can uh, have fun with thousands of people. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to invest your time, which is limited, unfortunately. And yeah. when it comes to exchange energies, try mm-hmm. to have someone, uh, let me say, who is better than you. Someone yeah. that can give you instead of like someone that only wants to drag energy mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't mean that you need to be, to, you have to be an opportunity, like to take advantage of other people. Right. But I try to have that kind of uh, good vibes and positive mm-hmm. thinking and like-minded. And I found this, I'm very proud and happy because I have like this group of 10 uh, women that I love so deeply and we are like here to support each other. And I'm alone here. I'm just a single girl in a foreign country. Yeah. I need to build up this like uh, chosen family. Wow. That's so cool. And thank you so much for what you just shared. I would say that is the number one tip, you guys, um, energy management. And I think that, you know, we are as many cultures, we're very like conformed to a certain way of thinking, which is consumerism. And if you really look at that from an energy perspective, what does that mean? That means that you're kind of a taker, like you're constantly taking energy into you. And unfortunately, I think the masses are in that mental space right now, a lot of fear and a lot of taking of energy. And there does come a time in our life where we have a choice to shift how we show up. And I know for both of us, we've made the choice to be creators and producers and to give our energy. And that's like probably, I would say the number one thing as far as how I witnessed my life change is as soon as I stopped being in fear and taking from others and instead finding how I can contribute and give, that's when my world changed and I started attracting other people that were the same, that same mindset. And then I started becoming extremely aware of the energy transactions that were occurring. And it's not always yeah. comfortable. It's not always comfortable to let those relationships go. But I think, it, I mean, for me, it was a necessity. And for you, I think it was as well. And then the good news is, is eventually you find that group and it just starts expanding. And then your whole world starts becoming filled with like-minded people. And you're so far from being alone on your journey and to be around people that are just uplifting and supporting you being the best version of you is so key to all of this. So I know we're going to be wrapping up in just a little bit, but I wanted you to share about you know the horses and how how sometimes our manifestations you guys it doesn't have to be about beauty or money or accomplishments some of the most powerful manifestations of our life is are the ones that bring us pure joy and like remind us to celebrate play and fun in our lives and when you told me about this and you sent me photos I was like okay, I really need to get my health on track so I can be back on a horse because it's so life-giving. So share a little bit about that manifestation. Yeah. 
So I always uh, had a passion for horses. I always rode horses. And when I was in Italy, it was my passion. I was never a professional, but like I always liked to enjoy my time with horses. And then I moved to Thailand uh, and I couldn't find a stable here for the first three, almost well, four years, let's mm -hmm. say. Um, I found some places, but horses were like so skinny and I didn't want to pay money for like that way of uh, dealing with horses. Mm -hmm. It was not, it was completely ugly and fair. Yes. So I gave up for a while, but then I saw a friend of mine posting a picture, a story <laughs> of uh, his daughter uh, riding a fantastic horse in a beautiful place. I was like, where are you? Like, oh yeah, here in Chamai it's like, you go there, there and there. Because this place is brand new. Like they opened a year and a half ago. Amazing. So I was like, and my eyes started like to blink, like, yay, yeah, finally. So I went to visit this place and this uh, beautiful lady who is the owner was like, wow, yeah, I'm so happy that you can uh, um, ride with us because actually I have many horses that need to be uh, ridden and nobody is able to do it because they're like ex-champions. So they're like difficult horses uh -huh. because she has students, but like, they're kids okay. and they can't uh, really ride these kind of like horses with yeah. like, you know, spe specific needs. Uh -huh. um, so I started uh, and I had to rebuild all my skills because it was like 10 years not riding. Yeah. And I, again, I did like all these uh, thousand steps, steps backward. Uh, I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do it. Uh, but in the meantime, I was starting also to work out because it was already almost at the same time. So my body was stronger and, I, and it was quite quick to go from like the almost zero, the first uh, session to be able again to control the horse and like don't, don't die after <laughs> 10 minutes riding. <laughs> yeah, be there. it's a workout. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, the workout was helping the horse riding, but the horse riding is also helping the workout because uh, um, it's my cardio. It's the only cardio right. I do. Yeah. Okay? So it's a perfect uh, combination. So I started with one lesson per week, one session per week with one horse. But then I was like, I want to ride more. And then now I'm doing like twice a week with two different horses uh, that I'm like training both of them. Uh -huh. And they're training me because, you know, they feel when I'm in a bad mood yeah. and they feel when I'm like uh, tired uh, and they mm -hmm. help me. They yeah. help me either to take out all the energy and come back to my normal level of energy, which right. is normally very high. Yeah. Or like sometimes they just like, well, girl, today is not the day. So let's chill. And we yeah. just walk. Aww. So it's fantastic because with both of these babies, uh, I established like this fantastic connection. We understand each other. Wow. And from what my, my coach told me, these two uh, horses, they, they pick who they want to have on their back. If they yeah. don't want you, they let you know. They do. And yeah. <laughs> no, horses really? are beautiful souls. They have like a way to communicate in their eyes. Oh my God. When they look at you in like straight in your eyes, it's like melting. I know. This so this amazing. was the last, uh, let's call it the last piece of the puzzle yeah. to make my life. Uh, I won't, I don't, I don't, I, I can't say perfect. Nothing is perfect. You can always right. improve. But at this very moment, like there is literally nothing that I would desire more to have like a, a passionate, fulfilled uh, life. Yeah. And of course, I will space for something more in the future. But for now, it's like I feel I I'm, I, I kind of check all the boxes. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And from the outside in, it's, it is so exciting for you to like reflect back to me how much more I can dream about. Because even though I got really good at manifesting certain things in my life, there were so many other things that I was not considering and watching you just commit and go for it and send me photos and updates. I'm like, okay. And it actually has really changed how much time and energy I spend and my thoughts and imaginations and intentions around calling those bigger things in because I got to witness you do it. And I think that's what I love about the format of this podcast. And that's the intention here is to introduce the audience to people like you so that they can have a connection to somebody, a real person, like somebody who they can relate to. And they really feel like if you can do it, they can do it. And so you are such a bright light of hope to me for sure. And to anybody who's going to watch this and just be reminded that all it takes is those few things, is that vision, the choice, the commitment and the consistency. And I guess even just like knowing where you're going being open, trying new things. Yeah. So before we close out, if let's just say for anybody who is listening and they're in that spot of like, maybe maybe life is kind of crumbling around them, that maybe they're feeling not aligned with the relationship they're in. Maybe they're not feeling aligned about the work that they're doing, the country or state they're living in, the people they're living with, like anything. And it's starting to get difficult and it's starting to impact their their well-being what advice would you give them almost like what advice would you give your younger self knowing what you know yes yeah you know I did this exercise with myself I did like this I I wrote a journal a journal about like okay what should I do to my young self or thinking Mm -hmm. remembering that moment when I was like in my super low Mm -hmm. down moment when I was like thinking I want to die So I will say that nothing is bad as it looks, never. Like there is no no way that you will die because of a a breakdown, um, a breakup, sorry. There is no way you will not find a solution uh, if you are uh, broken in terms of money. Mm -hmm. If you are smart enough to Mm -hmm. like look and open your mind. Like, don't think that you are like on the lowest point of your life and nothing can change. Right. There's, there's no such thing. There is no way that you have, uh, you don't have a, another chance because right. the chance uh, is something that you build up when you decide to stand up. So you want to grieve and you want to cry for days, months. You want to uh, think about like the worst situation ever. Oh my God, why well, I'm so unlucky, do it. Mm-hmm. But then you have to know that this will not last forever. There mm-hmm. will always be a way to change. You don't have to change everything at once. Mm-hmm. And my, my suggestion, not do, not, do not change everything at once yeah. because it's too much. And as soon as you start feeling the first check, the first boss, uh, checkbox, and this work, okay, then you are ready for the next one. So just think about... Uh, little breadcrumbs that you have to collect until you reach the last point. Don't think 
the, sometimes having the overview is fantastic, especially in business. Sometimes you need to have a good overview, but sometimes it's better if you look step by step. Just, just try to stay small, as we said also, for the, you know, do, doing steps back. Do a step back before like doing a step forward because sometimes you look to, you need to do a step back because totally. then you have a better view of what com- what's coming in front of you. Yes. You have a view, different view. This is also something that comes from my mentor. You need to do a step back if you want to look forward. Love so that. yeah, step by step, don't think that you are the most unlikely person in the world and the probably you will die tomorrow. <laughs> it's not like, Whatever you are facing, you, know. you take your time for grieving because you need and it. Your heart needs it. Right. You uh, create your own awareness of what is happening. And the best you can do is to learn from what's happening in your dramatic life and convert it in all the energy you need for the next step. Yes. So for me, this is the, the best way to approach whatever is happening. And I can tell you, you will look at that moment like the best part of your life when you reach the next step because it's like it was the reason why you moved and you change. Otherwise, you will stuck there. Yes, I know. It's like, thank goodness it gets hard enough to get our attention. <laughs> and on my breakup, I was like, I want to die. Oh my God, how can I live without my boyfriend? And I, I was like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> if I look at him now, it's like, he's not even like my type. And he yeah. was like a broken guy. He was, he was not for me. And the universe knew. Yeah, right. I know that at one point you were offering like uh, consulting or some services to anybody who was looking to either travel to Thailand or yes. relocate. So is if that's something that you're still doing, I would love to share your links. Yeah. I'm doing this because I love this country so much. I love Thailand. And Thailand is always considered a, a sort of a Luna Park for tourists. Like everyone thinks about Thailand like uh, not really... Um, for the all the natural beautiness or for the uh, culture the everyone at least in Europe in Italy they consider Thailand uh, a place where you go for fun because there are a lot of places like Bangkok, Pattaya, Phuket that are pretty famous for having a lot of clubs, nightlife blah blah yeah but it's not true Thailand actually has fantastic places to visit and discover and still hidden gems out of the touristic space so what i'm the intention behind because another tip when you do something do it with intention not just because like it comes to your mind the intention behind what i'm doing is like i want to offer to my uh, fellow connections like from to italians people the chance to travel to thailand not as a tourist but as a local like as uh, someone who wants to experience uh, the real thailand Mm -hmm. so uh i uh i have a instagram page i have a blog and uh i'm happy to receive uh uh, requests to have a tailor-made customized itinerary to travel through thailand that will be done by me with all the like personal connections uh, and all the 
experience I have now for six years. So yeah. you will have all the list of the best restaurants, the best uh, hidden spots, mm -hmm. the best local services that you can reach out instead of like uh, going to a taxi that will charge you 10 times more. <laughs> all these little tips and all everything is based on what the customer wants to achieve. If mm -hmm. the customer wants to spend a whole week uh, on a beach, lying on a beach, fine, I will find the best beach for you. But if you yeah. want to go trekking, if you want to go rafting, if you want to go do paragliding, I have all the connections, local connection. And wow. the intention behind it is to give you the best experience uh, yeah. possible in Thailand because I want to bring this uh, different way to see Thailand uh, into the Western world. Yes, so perfect. So I will make sure to add uh, any links in the description box below so people can reach out and get in touch with you. And I'm yep. telling you, you guys, you want to know this girl, like she will change your life, even if she's just creating an itinerary for you to come and visit Thailand to like open up your heart and open up your mind and just see what is possible maybe you just need a minute to like shake things up or maybe you need a minute to breathe and just take a break and rest and remind yourself that we live in a beautiful universe that was made to please us. So yes, anybody who wants to connect with her, please do. And, uh, and I have a feeling after talking to you on this call, Ali, I mean, it is so crystal clear to me that you are a manifestation teacher in like, however that presents itself in your future, I would absolutely send people to you because I know, I know that you know what you're talking about, right? You live it, you breathe it, and you have formed your entire life to reflect it. And it's such a beautiful gift that you have. So I'm really looking forward to where all of this goes for you. And I uh, just yeah. wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you are actually my kickoff guest for the entire Manifestation Experiment series. So of course it worked out that way. So thank you again so much for your time. Thank you. Because again, we're like, what, 14 hours difference. So she's, yeah. spend, she's spending her Sunday morning, her precious Sunday morning with us. So I appreciate it so much. No problem. I really enjoy spending time with you, no matter what we do, if it's work, if it's <laughs> yeah. chit-chatting, if it's like talking about whatever. So it's not, it's, it's beautiful to spend my Sunday morning with you. Okay, good. <laughs> I know. I love you so much. And uh, just a quick wrap up. You all know that the show is, what the intention of the show is, is to really bring possibilities to life and remind ourselves how to dream again and then how to take those dreams and pull them into reality and so we'll be covering so many different topics if any of you are watching and you've had some sort of a transformation in your own life around any of the topics that we cover please reach out to me and let me know if you would like to be on the show I would love to have you on and then I'm going to make one quick announcement. I don't know if I told you this yet, Allie, but I'm going to be hosting a free three-month beta for anybody else who's feeling called to start their own podcast. Um, I just Hi. know, yeah, so I will be sharing that uh, probably in the next few weeks. So just want to let everybody know, including you, uh, whoever's interested, it is open door and we're going to go through like a three-month container of just walking through all the pieces 
of getting things together so that we can start getting more of us off the sidelines and more of us into these like networked communities of people that are sharing their visions and sharing their truth and supporting one another. So I'm really excited about that next step. But uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. Do you have any final words for our audience? Yeah, uh, I want to thank you, Kat, uh, because everything you start as a project is always like so intense and so full of uh, uh, intention and motivation. So thank you so much for having me. And I'm honored to open a kickstart uh, all the format. Yes. And for the audience, just follow this girl because she will give you a lot of value <laughs> she will add a lot of value in your life yeah i love you so much actually. i love you too all right well thank you everyone for spending your precious time with us we appreciate it so much and we will see you guys in the next episode